Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Not So Native Podcast. Let me introduce your host. My name is Rob Lamb. And I'm Aaron Bailey. Kick back and let us take you on a journey as we explore some of Arizona's most fascinating people, places, and things to do. Are you ready? Deciding where to grow your money isn't difficult. Do what we did at the Not So Native Podcast and go with a local financial leader who has deep ties in your community. Credit Union West has been serving their neighbors since 1951, offering high-yield savings accounts, affordable loans, and by contributing to local charities you care about. Join today at www.cuwest.org or drop by one of their many local branches. They'll be glad to see you. I am so happy to be here at the Rossin House. We have been looking at this place for, I've been looking at it for 27 years in Phoenix and always wonder what goes on in there. You just never have time to stop and look. So I appreciate you all opening the doors to us. And, and Rob and Aaron, we're back here and we are with Katie Delahoy. Katie Delahoy. And your position here at the Rossin House? Museum interpreter. Museum interpreter. I like it. Oh, I, I like, like that. It. That's got to be Sounds very fancy. It does. It does. And and Jennifer Hance? Jennifer Hance, and I am director of education. Director of education. All right. And how long, uh, well, not native or not so, uh, Katie? Native. Born native. and raised in Scottsdale. Born and raised in Scottsdale. And not Jen? native. Four years. Four I've been years. here. This is my fifth summer. Very good. I'm yeah. still hot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you didn't pull down from the first one, did you? Uh-uh. Uh, yeah, yeah. Not yet. Yeah, ashes. That's what it takes. It takes getting to the ashes and you're fine. So where, where are you from? Boston. Boston. Okay. I can, I can pick it up. I can see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very good. Mm-hmm. Nice. So we're standing here in the foyer? Or foyer? Is this, is this, uh, I don't know. Foyer. Excuse me. The foyer. That's how I always say it. The foyer of the Rawson House. Yeah. Is this light that's over here in this looks like a receiving room? Is this what this would be? I don't know what this would be called. It's a little bump out. The turret. The turret. Yeah. Our Queen Anne style house has a three-story turret. And here on the ground floor, um, we have a story from the Higley family that Mrs. Higley used to receive guests and serve tea here in the foyer or foyer, depending on your degree of French comfort. Um, So we've got a little settee and a a tea set here just to commemorate Mrs. Higley and her friends. So growing up, I always saw the Rawson house when I was going to the science center and all of my like dream houses that I would draw as a kid had turrets. Uh-huh. And I suspect that there's a connection there. <laughs> um, Lovely. Yes. So those lights above it, would those have been originally, so the ones that are turned down are clearly electric. Mm-hmm. But the ones that are turned up, are, were, would those have been the oil lamps? Those are gas fixtures. Gas fixtures. So it's a combo. Um, not code now to have electric mixed with gas. Weird. Yeah. I know. I don't know why. Seems very dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> this house was actually not plumbed for gas originally, so that's how we know this is a um, not an original fixture. The house oh. was air quotes updated and modernized in the 30s, and so they took out all the original light fixtures, the fireplaces, they painted the walls white, 
uh, because this style of Victorian house was incredibly unpopular in the 30s, 40s, and 50s. Um, If you remember the Jimmy Stewart movie with... You can't take it with you? No, (laughs) the one where he's George Bailey. Oh, it's a wonderful life. It's a wonderful life. And they're walking down the street and they're throwing stones at the old haunted Victorian house. And it's ugly and it's horrible. And why doesn't somebody tear it down? And it's... And then they, they have to move into it. So, similar ha, ha. similar to, uh, to Kill a Mockingbird. Yes. Same idea. The yes. crazy guy. Yeah, lived yeah. in... Yeah. Yes. That, wow. So these, this was very unpopular. And in fact, this area was a really terrible part of town for a long time. Oh. So when the Tell city took it over... No. Yeah. <laughs> the city took it over uh, or purchased it in... 1974. Yeah. Right. And then started restoring it as part of the bicentennial. Okay. They missed it because they wanted to do all the work themselves and not spend any money. And so it opened in 1980 as a museum house, a historic house museum. Nice. So so the name Rothson, what's the origins of the Rothson name? He was the, um, he and his wife are the couple who built the house. Okay. And they owned the property. They're the first owners. Yeah. And the Higley family mentioned was a... They were the third owners of the house. So we had four owners over like 40 years, mm-hmm. roughly. Road here in Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah. Exactly. Same people. Same people? Yeah. Fascinating. Fascinating. So over here to the, uh, to the right of the doorway. We have the formal parlor formal where parlor. guests are invited to come in. It's exclusively kept for guests. So, of course, your children aren't coming in here and no. making a mess. No, any no, of those things. No. They got grubby hands. And these pictures on the walls, we've got a picture of Dr. Rawson as a young man and his wife, Flora, as a young lady. So you can get a sense of... Uh, that's more of a no. Civil War, Civil War? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. era I'm not, uniform. I'm, I'm out of history, I apologize. Yeah. Yeah, so he um, was an army surgeon. Um, that's what brought him out to the Arizona Territory in, what, like 1871? hmm um, So wow. a little bit after the Civil War. Um, but he was from Virginia, hopped around to a few different army forts before being <clears throat> discharged uh, and coming to Phoenix. Came to Phoenix. Met the lovely Flora Murray. Do you discovered they met at a croquet party? I don't know if they met Ooh. there, but at least in their acquaintance early on, they both attended an evening croquet party. So Ooh. croquet was an opportunity for people of the opposite sex to mix and talk okay. in okay. in an appropriate social setting and flirting did happen yeah, it, it like went on until like 11 o'clock at night or something. <gasps> like wow that's racing yeah, yeah it is indeed yeah, it was all the young people of the town i have a uh, courting candle that i threatened my daughter with you familiar with the courting no candle? no never so heard of it it's a candle that they, my wife has from back east and if uh what would happen is the candle would have a spirally corkscrew in it mm-hmm. and Depending on whether or not Dad liked the the young man who was courting your daughter, he would unscrew it if he didn't like you. So the candle got closer to the top of the the holder, or if he liked you, he let you let you ah, un- un- raise the candle up so you could stay up, longer. And he would put it within his eyesight so that he could see it. And if when it hit that top, you knew it was time for the gentleman to go. That's, so, that's fun. Very yeah, efficient. Yeah. I would think that's a very polite way of doing it. Yeah. I would think most fathers, they didn't like the guy. He's out of there. <laughs> yeah. 
that's how I am today. <laughs> yes, yes. So you've got a piano here, a player piano. An organ. It's actually an organ. Yeah. yeah. It's from the Chicago Cottage Organ Company. And I found out that they actually had a showroom here in Phoenix. Did they? Yeah. So you could go downtown a few blocks away and try out your organ and pick out which one you wanted. And then I assume order it, come out by train. From Chicago. Absolutely. And this one was very pricey at $47.50, I'm told. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. All right. Amazing. And this curtain rod is this oh I'm going go ahead. You've got I'll gonna ask about the ceiling here. Is this uh pressed or what are we what are made of? It's the original pressed tin and it is painted the original gold color. Okay. So these are the colors and the wallpaper is a replica of their original wallpaper. Really? So this is how their room would have looked. We do not have any of their furniture or know what they had, unfortunately, but we do have furniture of the period. I think the gold is really nice with the dimmer lighting and yeah. the warm lighting. You don't quite get that during the day. No, it's a little garish during the day, but it's a lovely, soft, glowing color at this okay. time of night. Now you said it was modernized in the 30s, so... They even paint over it, cut some of it. Uh, yeah, there, there were many layers of paint, right? Really? And, and the there were drop ceilings in some rooms. Really? So yeah. Cover this up. Absolutely. Oh, terrible. Well, it's probably so hard to to heat and cool, hmm. right? Sure. Like if you, because later on they had window units in some rooms, right? Yeah, window air so, conditioning units. The house so, was yeah. built with this wonderful inside-outside brick with an air channel in between, but when they put air conditioning in in the 70s they blocked up the interior vents so none of that natural heat rises system works anymore gotcha. yeah. i'm really curious to know like how effective that was and there's no way of properly testing it now no it's just so hard like we've got the four air conditioning units cranking away and and we're still hot and we're still <laughs> hot yes <laughs> rawson house is air conditioned it is air yes. conditioned please come visit yes it's a public. great place to come to visit with the kids so so many people ask they call and they ask uh -huh. i'm not coming if it's not air conditioned oh, which yeah. is fair but it's it like is the capitol museum it's mm -hmm. very air conditioned right. absolutely not far from it very nice very nice so have you been to the capitol museum oh we got it we just released that episode today excellent so yes. this house was built a few oh, years thanks. earlier, um, built it just a few years earlier than the Capitol, okay. and had um, they had the combo gas and electric fixtures, which yes. this house did not. That's where it's I learned so about much it. more modern. See, see, that's yeah. where I learned about it. I, I didn't grow up in Boston where you have history where you could just touch it all the time. Yeah, it's you just know? everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I teeth, I teeth. They're very nice. So, is this curtain rod kind of thing? Is that normal for separating the parlor out? Is that a normal historical thing? Uh, it is. We have these beautiful pocket doors that separate the parlor from the formal dining room. Oh, and what's really wonderful about wow. these is that when is the house was um, an apartment building. Oh. The dining room and the parlor were two separate rooms, and this was walled up. So they didn't know that these pocket doors were here. Hmm. And when they discovered it, this is what informed them what color the woodwork was, because it had been painted over so many times, and what the original hardware looked like. So it was a fantastic find. Yeah, there was so much to uncover, and so this cover—it's um, part of the fabric and. 
over decoration that the Victorians indulged in. Oh. Yes. Yeah, because there was evidence that there had been a rod there before. Exactly. Right? Oh. So they put one back in. Is that just to add another layer of soundproofing, fabric and oh. texture? If it were New England, I would say it was warmth and to protect from drafts. Right. Here, I don't know what you people do. <laughs> we're trying to look like we're in New England. Yeah. That yeah, must be it. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, oh yeah. What, uh, what have we over here, Katie? So over here, um, this is the dining room. So when tell me what you do when you're doing your, you said you're a... Uh, museum interpreter. interpreter. So what do yeah. you do there when you're doing this job um, as a museum interpret interpreter? the ghosts that are, that are present here. <laughs> no, people have apps for that. There you go. So yeah, it's um, not like I'm interpreting sign language or something. But no, I'm, no, no. Yeah, yeah. it's like I'm in interpreting the history i'm interpreting the stories are you dressed in period um, gear normally no i'm not so uh -huh. our our docents used to dress up it was a bit sexist i understand because mm -hmm. the the men were gentlemen with like you know waistcoat pocket watch kind of thing and the women were like parlor maids oh right okay. with like apron black skirt with like harvey girls okay <laughs> That's so, a, that's yeah. a great when I heard about that, I was like, no, we all have had our, the women's movement since then. So, no. All, all yeah. of our history fans just had a little twinge when you said Harvey Girls. <laughs> they, they, yeah, they'll, they'll know who that is. Yeah, so okay, perfect. good. Um, so, yeah, I, um, I'm, I'm a lot like a docent because I give, give tours and share, share all the stories. I, but I also get to do a little bit of um, research and I help with school groups uh -huh. and other things as well. Cool. Very neat. All right, so now we're in, is this a formal dining room or is this a... Yes, it is. Okay, all right. And um, it, this is a period uh, children's rocker, is that right? It's or... a convertible piece of furniture, so it's set up to be a rocker now, and there's a switch that extends the legs and it becomes a high chair. As so, I, as I understand it, it uh, kept falling down when they were trying to set it up as a high chair in here, so they decided it was going to be a rocking chair. It needs oh. a little glue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Victorians loved convertible furniture, and my favorite one that I saw was a kitchen table bathtub. You flipped oh, up the tabletop, and there's your bathtub, oh, right what, next to the way you heat the water. What kind of feng shui is that, baby? Come on. <laughs> Not in this house, but that's, yeah, that's a perfect example of oh, that's good huge. space use. That's huge. And so there, here's one of those uh, windows to kind of let the heat out of this room. Right. Yeah, we've got these transoms um, so throughout oh. the house so you could get the cross ventilation. Nice. These are the fancy ruby glass, which was very costly. Oh, wow. Is that, so the red tint is, is purposeful. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay, neat. Wow. I'm just fascinated by the woodwork because you think about most of that was done, if not all of it, was done by hand. I mean, they didn't have power tools, or did they? They didn't have you're, you're, power you tools, know. but they did have tools set up to do this kind of carving in an efficient way. Okay. okay. So it wasn't like they're hand chiseling every single little... Okay. Um, I'd also like you to take a look at the floor. I, I was noticing this we pattern this on the floor. Spectacular parquet floor, and all the rooms downstairs, and the border patterns and the interior parquet are different in every room using special hardwoods and different. It's just lovely. It, it absolutely is. I, I love this. Um, 
I was doing some mission work down in a house in Douglas. Okay. And they had floor that looked like this. Mm. And they had covered it up with a carpet. And then ripping the carpet off, you know, there's this big old and you see this beautiful blue surprise. stain. Or you see, and, and, and I was like, they're like, well, let's start busting it up. And I said, <gasps> no, let's go get a sander. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Well, for a while, like, carpet was a sign that you, you were, wealthy. were wealthy, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, you're you get it wall to wall? Holy cow. Yeah, that's so Put it much. everywhere, bathrooms, you know, yeah. kitchen, yeah. yeah and then that right. fabulous oh. modern material linoleum right. was the thing to have. Yeah. yeah. Efficient, effective, easy to clean, I looked great. I, I don't remember. I think it was like Laura Ingalls Wilder and Almanza Wilder's house or something. And like they talked about when they got linoleum in the kitchen. And I was kind of like, isn't linoleum like cheap and tacky? And my mom was like, not in those days. <laughs> yeah, see, I, and I just heard about this Laura Ingalls Wilder house up in uh, North Dakota, South Dakota, South Dakota somewhere. And, I think and, it was a different one. Oh, okay, but, wow. But yeah. Fascinating. Fascinating. Look at the pattern in this. Is that inset or is that, how did they do this pattern in the floor? Yeah, the, um, each color is a different kind of wood. Oh. And then they, um, I assume it was pre-cut in the factory and just laid in place here. And because oh. we think that it was probably mail order, right? Because there was some sort of backing that suggested you could just glue it down. Oh, and wow. that's how you normally do right. a parquet, yeah. is you oh. glue it. Yeah, and someone didn't realize that, and they nailed in every single piece. Yes. <laughs> Without to four nails. So you can see all these oh, nail marks. Yeah. Are they original? Yeah. Are they repairs later on? Whatever the case, you're really not supposed to do that. But so in the long run, probably a good thing, because the glue, the 124-year-old glue, mm -hmm. probably still might not have held up. Yeah, sure. exactly. Exactly. Different adhesives back then. Very nice. Okay. I'm always very curious, like where the wood came from. Like, was it was it locally milled? Because they did have lumber yards. Was it ponderosa pine or right. yeah or what? There's only this one piece where it says like Phoenix AT on it. I have never noticed that. Are you not clever? Isn't that cool? Oh well, uh, you got a flashlight. I saw. Phoenix AT. Oh. Wow. Holy cow. On the edge of a door. Yeah, and I can't lovely. figure out this word. If but. you can find it, take a picture of it and post it on our on our Instagram when you see it. I only <laughs> noticed it one time when it was late afternoon and the door was open and oh. the, the sun oh. came in directly. Was shining over here. That's amazing. Where did that come from? November twenty first is usually <laughs> when that. No, I'm just teasing. <laughs> <laughs> but you'll notice there's a door separating these. Three front rooms from the back of the house, and yes. that is very purposeful. Okay. They have the expression today, treat your family like guests and your guests like family. Well, in the Victorian era, they treated guests like guests. Okay. They did not go into the family area okay. of the house. Guests stayed in the foyer, parlor, and dining room. Okay. Um, Do you think that they smoked in here? Back I in the day? I would assume so, but I mean, we don't I would have evidence one so. way or the other. Oh, okay. oh, they should have tested the wallpaper. <gasps> that would have been that fascinating. Of many layers of tobacco <laughs> stains. <laughs> I can imagine that they did, just because if you go to the Capitol Museum, they have that one spot where they're, where they, uh, there's a cigar, a cigar burn. Mm. Oh, interesting. On, on the, uh, I think it's on the third rotunda rail. Oh. I have some of my aunt's furniture, and you know she smoked. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, been yeah, 40 yeah. years. You know she smoked. Yeah. yeah. 
So I like how you incorporate a lot of not just the architecture. The, I mean, we clearly we're looking at the architecture of the time, but also all the living accoutrements. Mm -hmm. There's this beautiful, what is this made it's of? It's a pier mirror. Um, oh. It's probably wood gilded uh, with it a marble base out. and an ormolu brass stand. That's, That's my beautiful. guess. I'm not allowed to touch it, so I don't know for sure. Okay. Oh. Do you know for sure? Nope. <laughs> okay. and, the, and the baby carriage? The baby carriage is wonderful. It is a family piece owned oh. by the Goldberg family. Goldberg. And Chester Goldberg was born in this house, and that was his baby carriage. About 1899? Yeah. What happened to Chester? He lived a long, long and happy life. I didn't, know. Life. I didn't yeah. know if you knew any research on he him. He was a um, <laughs> state rep. Worked okay. at the state house, followed in his father's and grandfather's footsteps, and was on the committee to restore Heritage Square in the 70s. Very nice. Okay, yeah. so they want to restore his family home. That's very good. That's very cool. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. But you know, his sisters liked to hide in the closet and draw pictures on the walls. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, And of we course. know that. And here's some pictures of what they did. Oh. Um, there's two. Yeah. They did one yeah. kind of like a little flag. Um, oh. Another one like I don't know. That looks like they're playing school to me. Well, it's nineteen. He was born in eighteen ninety nine. Mm -hmm. So were they practicing drawing the state flag because there was a lot of talk about it <laughs> in nineteen twelve? You know what I mean? I mean, seriously, perhaps, right? Perhaps. You, you never know. And we know it was them because they signed it. Uh. <laughs> This well, is Hattie what, and Selma, and Hattie is a friend from down the street. What artist doesn't sign their work? Of course. You know. Fascinating. Beautiful. Beautiful. And more of this stamped ceiling in, in here. It's yeah. in every room. It's, it's in every room? Wow. Ceiling. Wow. Now, does that, is that just a curiosity? Is that something that they do back east a lot as well? Do you know? I have seen it. Um, I lived in a apartment building in Hoboken, and it had tin walls and ceiling. Wow. But that's the only place I've seen it. Yeah, I wondered about how much it was used in residential architecture out here, because I've seen it in commercial buildings. Right. Like in Glendale, um, in some of those old stores, or like, I yeah, was in, old in stores, you'll see it. Yeah, and so I wonder about it in houses. My buddy's uh, mom, who had the house over off of 7th Avenue and Roosevelt, in the master bedroom, there was a uh, copper stamped ceiling. Oh! And so they had a drop ceiling that was covering it, and they popped the drop ceiling and realized that it was there, and they polished it so that it would tarnish on its own again. And uh, and so it had the, a beautiful patina on it. Lovely. It was absolutely gorgeous, yes, yeah. Uh, is, is the upstairs available for viewing? Yeah. Is it? Okay. All right. Oh, I feel like I'm... Going into a very look at this stairwell. Yeah. This was a mail order catalog purchase. Mail order catalog on our stairwell. Mm -hmm. It's got it's a nice a little curved oak stair yes. balusters. Quite it's charming. Yeah. It is. It is beautiful. Beautiful. Wow. Okay, so what we got, what we got here? Oh, look at that. More of that ceiling. So this is the more private part of the house. So okay. uh, 
the less expensive flooring, just plain pine or fir. Okay. Um, clear glass transoms instead of the ruby glass. Um, and then this is set up as a sewing room. Is that a balcony or is mm -hmm. that just doors to the outside? Yeah, it's um, doors to the uh, upstairs of the front porch. Okay. So the wraparound porch, second story. Very nice. Very Early nice. on in the museum's history, I know they used to let people go out there. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I think that's a liability issue. It is. The railing <laughs> is not even up to your knees, so the yeah. I was just risk say, is even, high. Even this railing yeah. feels yeah. low. But, but again, we're a lot taller than some people. But I mean, it was, I don't know. Yeah, I, it's unclear to me how much shorter people were back then. Right. Say. Yeah, because there have been some studies that have shown people weren't that much shorter. Uh, I think people varied. Yeah, it's um, so weird. People vary it's now. Crazy. There are short people and tall people. Yeah. So I had a five foot tall man ask me, were people shorter back then? Shorter than you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, feed the complex. Well, <laughs> nice. What is this thing right here, this tall standing thing? It looks like, is it a bird cage? What is that? This is. Is it, oh, is it like a, like what you would put a dress on when you were making it? It's a dress form. Oh. And the things that make it look like a bird cage make it actually adjustable. So oh. these are, I've forgotten the accordion gears sort of that um, you can, you can shrink adjust. and adjust to the size of person you're sewing for. Wow, and it's got the waist in it. You can see the waist, you can see where the- Her hips, the, how big a skirt yeah. does she want? So there it's adjustable at the, how big of the a foot. We're gonna put in there. Yeah. Oh. So not all ladies were that tiny. It can get a lot bigger. Okay. Although I'm not allowed to touch it, so I don't know how much. Bigger right. Exactly. I really yeah. want to test that yeah. someday. I, I'm going to slide the uh, yeah. slide the accordion thing out, but that that's amazing. Wow. Okay. We work gloves. Could we do it? Uh. <laughs> we're gonna have to get Tina drunk some night. <laughs> Check it out. We're, we're conspiring. We're conspiring. Why are uh, here's a quick question for you? I noticed that a lot of the the, the paintings and whatnot are leaning off of the wall. Is there a reason for that? Yeah, well, for one thing, you didn't want to put holes in your lovely wallpaper. Okay. Um, but for another thing, walls are lath and plaster, which um, you know, your, your nails could just fall right out, right? Okay. So um, in some rooms, there's like a picture molding or picture railing okay. um, a few feet down from the top, and the pictures are attached there. In this room, it's just attached to the crown mold. Okay. And that's kind of cool the way it leans down, so you, you know, it's more facing you. Um, you still see that today in like art galleries. Sure, sure. So they don't have to be moving nails around all the time. Mm -hmm. So is uh, this the master bedroom that we're in right off of the sewing room? Because I noticed that has a fireplace. And right. Each family used the house differently, but we believe that the Rawson house, Rawsons use this room as their master bedroom. And we think that because of the doorbell. There's a switch oh. in the back of the house that allows the door, depending on where you switch it, allows it to ring in the back of the house or up in the bedroom. So in an era before emergency rooms, you need a doctor at night, you come to the doctor's house, ring the doorbell, and you don't want to wake up your five young children. So we think he was just terribly clever and put the doorbell in his bedroom. Ah, how fascinating. Now, did they have... Uh, did they have servants back then? Like, did they have maids? Or 
I would have hope so. Or did they have somebody take care of, <laughs> help them take care of things? I mean, I don't know. I mean, the only know. documentation we have is that the Higleys had a Native American woman named Mary Johns. Okay. Um, and we know that from a census record. We strongly suspect everybody else had help of some kind. Sure. Um, I mean, like sense. you would want to cook, you would want to send your laundry out, you would want help with the children. It, this is a big house to take care of by sure. yourself. Absolutely. And it's clearly the house of a upper middle class person. Absolutely. So Hakeley's advertised for a cook and then they advertise for a competent girl or woman to do general housework. There you go. Competent, competent girl or woman. Yeah. There you go. Competent girl or woman. <laughs> and this picture right here on the above the fireplace, it looks like a child. Yes. We have no idea who that is. Okay, good. Listen, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> it's a picture of a kid. It's just came with the frame. We got it at TJ Maxx. Yeah. Is that a crawl? Not quite a crawl space, but is it part of the ventilation? It's a door over the passage into the nursery, and it's more storage space. You see, there's a closet here and one there. They didn't want to waste the space. It's a cedar lined closet. Oh, here's the fancy sink I heard about on Twitter. Oh. A picture of the sink and how they investigated plumbing. Yes. Guy. Um, and they found the sink. I saw a picture of this. So I was mm -hmm. like, all right, where the heck is that at? And yeah. now I know. Thank you There's very one in a few of the bedrooms. Yeah. Really? Um, people always like to point out that at the um, Winchester Mystery House, um, Sarah Winchester, they've been told, um, had 13 holes in all of the sinks um, to like ward off spirits. And they're like, but oh my gosh, this one has 13 holes too. What does it mean? It means so. it was a very convenient pattern. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> four, five, four. It's quite nice. <laughs> Maybe that's sure. why we don't have any ghosts. There you go. Oh, it see, is warding off evil spirits. Oh, explains it all. Nice. It's been getting rid of all your evil spirits. Right. Mosquito netting over the crib? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And are these period toys, you think? They are. So we've got um, a train, a mule team, um, fire department, all in that wonderful cast iron. And that was time. covered in uh, that lovely, slightly sweet lead paint. Yes. Oh, delicious. Yeah. Delicious. I hope your and children so don't like to chew on things. <laughs> <laughs> Just say it. Just say it. Wow. And... Another, did we pass that? Did I miss it? We haven't we been there yet. Yeah, you haven't been there yet. But yeah, there are two staircases in the house. Two staircases. Yeah. So that, again, another Adults, children, and servants. Right, right, right. See, I was just going to say, another indication that there was something else going on. I love the rug. Isn't that beautiful? The rug is beautiful. I had one similar to that when I was a kid. Okay. Yeah, a uh, braided rag rug. Wow. Wow. Very neat. Very neat. So now we're in another bedroom with a brass bed, a table with dollies sitting around it having tea. Everyone is creeped out by the dollies. Yeah, they're kind of creepy. You ever seen the new Toy Story 4? No, I haven't okay. yet. Uh, anyway. I think it's unfair and movie generated. They're lovely dolls. Yes, they I'm, are. <laughs> I always say hello to them just to kind of hedge my bets, just yeah, to yeah. keep myself in their good graces. Yeah, they're good, yeah. good girls. Well, this well, one is, is actually just a head. There's no body. Oh, oh, well, yeah. <laughs> so what do we know? Sister. What is this here? 
This is the stereoscope mm. that Katie was talking oh. about earlier, although we don't have that sort of picture here. Yeah. Oh, These okay. are all very G-rated. Um, okay. So, okay, yeah, so yeah, you very... push it out slowly and then it turns 3D. Oh, wow. You know, a great visual thing for your uh, audio, sure. audio medium. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, it, wow. you got to come to the Rawson house to see it. Exactly. Absolutely. Right. Fantastic, yes. Yes. And right. the dolly in the pink dress belonged to one of the house residents, the Higley daughter, Jessie Jean. Wow. So. How do you guys find out all this stuff that you know? I mean, through archives or through pictures or through family letters or do they help out? Well, they yes. Higley helped and out. And oral right? histories. Yep. Yep. Wow. Fascinating. I think a lot of stuff has been collected over the years. Mm -hmm. um, lots of family members have shared information. And then I love to go on like the Library of Congress mm -hmm. um, newspaper archive and uh, look at like old Arizona Republican issues <laughs> and <laughs> find all kinds of good stuff about people. Wow. <laughs> That's neat. It was like the, the Twitter of the day because they're like, and this person came to town and here's what who they they're did. staying with and what they're doing at this party. And that was news. Yeah. That was news. Yeah, wow. Okay. Interesting. And all the walls of this house are made out of what? That lath and plaster, which is traditionally covered with wallpaper. It doesn't paint, doesn't show well on it. So, because it's kind of mixed with like horsehair and stuff, right? It's kind of gritty. So, yeah. Chunky. Wow. What's this on the wall? Is that the intercom? Yes, they would have called it a speaking tube, but there's oh, white tube sticking out of the wall, and there's another one exactly like it downstairs, and so they're connected by a pipe in the wall. You say, Tantiniero, uno más cerveza, por favor. The bartender, I need another beer. Just exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yours, wow. Your servants are Native American. Oh, okay. So you're going to have to say that in Diné. Oh, I can never do that in Diné. <laughs> They so, were probably forced to learn English if they true. didn't speak it already. At I'm school. sure they were. What's up the uh, so uh, the attic? Is it cooler up there or hotter? <laughs> it is so much hotter. Okay. You would Do you want to check it out? Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> go check it out. No, I it actually I've watched Amityville Horror when I was a kid, and yeah. It's quite a nice attic. It's it, very, it looks beautiful. I mean, Look at the pictures. This time of day, it's dark, but in the daytime, it's very sunny and nice. Mm -hmm. It's the same square footage as the rest of the house, but then the eaves slope in okay. of all those gables. But there's one more octagon room in the corner, which is kind of fun. Oh, Everyone neat. who goes up there claims it as their room. So. Uh, <laughs> but I got it first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, this is where yes. you would stay, huh? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Fascinating. So at one time, it was built out into bedrooms, and that worked well when it was an apartment building. Right, right. I was just going to say, um, yeah. When they restored the house, that addition fell outside of the time period. Because when you restore, you restore to a time. Okay. Um, so they took it out. And this is one of the few photographs we have of it. Wow. And today it looks like the top picture with all of the insulation hanging out. Interesting. Wow. We now have tours that go up into the attic with very small groups. Very small. Okay. So they're and they're exclusive, but keep posted on our website and maybe you'll see one. And there you can also sign up for the wonderful Victorian. Victorian yeah. Secrets goes into the attic, not in summer. Oh, okay. so yeah. 
Okay. Show them where the crazy relatives will be kept. <laughs> I saw the carpet leading in here, so I figured it would say. And this is, there's a lot of sewing machines in here. And then there's this, is this a, not a radiator, this would be a furnace? It's a small stove. Okay. All right, wow. Um, so probably, they probably would have used coal in that, mm -hmm. right? Because we have coal this fireplaces is, throughout the house. This is the only bedroom that does not have a fireplace. Does this have a basement in this building? Or this house? It has a very small basement and then a crawl space. And how would, would they store the coal down there? Or I mean, like, I've seen it in, um, in, in some of the historic buildings in Boston. Yes, and that's what I was trying to figure out. And I was looking at old pictures, looking for coal dust on the wall and little holes and stuff. I could not find it. So oh. then I started asking people, what on earth did Arizonans do with their coal? And this guy's like, we kept it in a shed. <laughs> okay, that's a good idea. <laughs> I suppose it wouldn't be so cold that you couldn't go outside to get it. Like in, you know, Minnesota or something. And it wouldn't right. be covered with snow. Right. Or stolen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, just, we kept our firewood outside in Tucson. Oh, yeah. Well, that's for the... The miserable wood-burning stove. Yeah. Very neat. And this is cast iron. Yeah. Wow. So for a long time, we thought that could have been a servant's room because um, it doesn't have a sink and it doesn't have a fireplace, but now we're not sure. You know, maybe if they had, like, a she could have sure. slept there but down the hall from the kids having the maid there seems a bit if you've got five kids out of character your maid's gonna sleep in the attic yeah the uh, that's uh, my theory mm -hmm. that's true but again it's just theory because we don't have documentation indoor plumbing indoor plumbing the best ever <laughs> wow tell them about best the best. dangers of immersive bathing oh, yeah. oh yes please tell me about the immersive dangers <laughs> The dangers of immersive yeah. bathing. Well, I mean, you really had to watch out with um, these big, lovely immersion bathtubs because, you know, if you, the water's too cold, you might get scaly skin. If it's too hot, uh, it might produce immediate insanity. Um, or Immediate. Uh, immediate. Uh, it would for instantly. me. Also, cold uh, would do that, too. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But you also um, always take an arsenic pill to kind of smooth out your skin. Right, right. Yeah, you know, God. you put the lead on your face to get the, the silky smooth finish. Right. Um, you know, rinse, mix up some ammonia and water into a lather for your, your hair rinse. Mm -hmm. um, but heaven forbid you take a, a bath in too much water because that could give you consumption. Uh -huh. <laughs> So the tools that, like, like all the, like, personal items and stuff like that, like, uh, uh, is that a razor right there on the, on the sink there? Uh, it's a curling iron. Oh, a curling yeah. iron. Where did you, did, did were, was any of the stuff here when they were remodeling the, the place? No, the place was completely gutted, and of course it had been lived in to 1974, and nobody has a cordless hair curler um, in 1974. Can you imagine just, did you have to come over here to the to the coal stove to heat that up? Yeah, you'd everyone? have a lamp or yeah. go to a coal stove or something. Wow. My mom used one of those on me when I was a kid. Really? Yeah, burnt my ear. I was going to say, how, how about Very tricky well, thing. Well, my mom burned my ear with, uh, with an electric one. So. Okay, so it could happen to anyone. Yeah, yeah. all right. Yeah. But that just makes me think mom. of like, Little Women and oh, yeah. her make burns off. Yeah, the yeah. She's like her pride and glory. She burns <laughs> all the hair off. 
Wow. And the gravity toilets are just cool. They're fun. Yeah. They're just cool. Who would have thought? What I want to do is get things like the tooth powder that they would have used yeah, and yeah, yeah. some of the other things that were common in the day um, so that people can really see how much consumer products have changed so dramatically. Right. Now, was this on its own well, this house? I mean, where do you guys get the water? I was just curious. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm asking questions that people would probably be interested in. Uh, I, I don't know. Um, we don't know for sure, right? Because there was a well nearby. And then I think there was also a, a subdivision nearby that had water and electricity. And I think, I thought we weren't sure if they hooked up. I'm sure the research has been done, but I haven't read it recently. Yeah. So I don't recall. I've read a bunch of contradictory things. Yes. Oh. And there's a lot. Of, that's the other problem. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Different versions. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. um, I... Because it was like they could have gone to the well or they could have gone to this new subdivision. Or the canal um, was a block and a half north. Right. Um, piping water. So we're not totally sure. Not totally sure where the sewage went. Like if they had. I heard they had a septic system. They, yeah, possibly. But have you heard other stories as well? Heard they may have had a, a, like a brick septic tank. Okay. Hmm. Yikes. But there <laughs> yeah, was, right. Like Phoenix, I know, had a really hard time coming together to agree on like a municipal sewer system. No way. Uh, yeah. F like for years, they, Oh, Phoenix. It, they were doing it like piecemeal and then this part would fail. And, um, there was an article that was like, the town stinks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're like, well, at, you know, this is going to kind of undermine our reputation as a haven for, um, people with illnesses. Oh, yes, yes, yes. When Rawson was mayor, the hot topic was sidewalks. Rawson was mayor of Phoenix. He was in, oh gosh, I've forgotten the years. 1895. Oh, 1895, of course. He was mayor when they built the house. So one guy builds a sidewalk in front of his building. And the next guy's like, oh, I want a sidewalk too, but I'm not paying for it. The city should pay for it. And then the first guy's like, but I paid for mine. I'm not paying taxes to have that guy get a sidewalk in front of his building. And it just goes on and on. And they all have good points, but we just built a sidewalk. And, and I think that they do that today. Like yeah. they'll have an empty field. Nothing has changed. The sidewalk will not be in front of that empty field, but let someone decide to build there. And now we're going to put a, now they mandate that they build a sidewalk in front of it. And who's going to pay for well, it? And then they, once they put in the sidewalks, they were fighting about bicycles on the sidewalks. <laughs> and like, well, what are we going to do? Because we, we don't have the technology to put lights that won't blow out on bicycles. And it's a hazard to pedestrians. And so then dear Dr. Rawson says, uh, well, how about we put uh, jingle bells <laughs> on all of the bikes <laughs> so that'll alert the pedestrians That's such an obnoxious idea they're talking no, about putting humanity uh, putting noisemakers on electric cars now oh right because right, electric cars are right. too quiet so they exactly. have to like make so car we've gotta, sounds we've got to make a comp a noise combo level to a, a gasoline vehicle right so right. Nothing's changed, right? Yeah. Nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. Well, and like they make door, car doors, like have a satisfying click. Right. Because they don't really need to have that same click anymore. But Oh, keyboard keys. Mm -hmm. They've had to add the sound back because people don't know if they've really pressed it and it doesn't sound like a typewriter. And yeah. 
or your yeah, your phone camera that goes. Ka-chick. Yeah. Like, right. yeah. Why does it need to do that? Yeah. How do you satisfying. know you've taken the pictures? Public, it doesn't make the public sound. service announcement. Please turn off the sound on your cameras oh. and your phones. So here's our second staircase. Oh, this is the back side. Yeah. Wow. All right, let's go. So, be, huh? be careful. It's a little steep. Okay. Hold, hold up your petticoats. Okay. Aaron, hold my petticoat. Hold, I'll hold my beer. A lady only uses one hand to hold on to her skirts. You don't want to be a harlot. Yeah, you don't want to be a harlot. No, you do not. That's fascinating. Just the etiquette of the time. Oh, holy cow. Something's going to happen in this room. You are in Dr. Rawson's office with 18th, 19th century... Medical equipment. It's very creepy. It is. This is kind of. This like, is the creepy room to me. This oh. is kind of like that place. The uh, the the thing. You gotta go see it. Oh, what thing? The thing. The, the thing. thing. Oh, you gotta the go thing. See it. Okay. Off of I ten. Okay. I highly. Two eighty nine. I don't know. I'm making that. No, it's, it's it's south of Tucson. Okay. That's all I know. That's wow. Although a lot of these things, I think, are probably not unlike what they use today. Just so my nurse mother tells me. You yeah. got you got stirrups here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It looks like a nice, comfortable wood table mm-hmm. to lay down on. This is definitely designed for uh, comfort and leisure. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. So the hard, nice hardwood. The hardwood and no padding. I mean, at least it's cherry, for God's sake. <laughs> um, like I don't. Red. I don't know what it is really. Um, <laughs> and then what is this here? Some these look like electrodes. They are indeed. Uh, that is the Hall's. Oh gosh, I get it wrong every time. I'll let you Hall's get in there. Portable magnetic machine for nervous diseases. That's the one. Wow! The patient holds the brass cylinders. The doctor turns the crank, which spreads the gears, which generates an electric current and shocks you. And it can be yours for the low, low price of ten dollars. Oh, that's a deal. And all you need are these two paragraphs of instruction, like. Wow. You know, it's like in applying it to the foot, place it in water with the foot. And oh, that's a great idea. What else do you need to know beyond that? Wow. And then these things right here. You can touch those. Oh, okay. These are in our touch basket. So that's a uh, ear? beetle stethoscope. Yeah. Uh, oh, so, so I put it on my heart and you can, well, I can you listen. listen. Yeah, you can listen, listen to my to heart. Is he still heart, living? Uh, uh, here, let's just see if you can hear my heart. Nothing. Yeah, I knew it. Cold-hearted. No, no, just dead. Yeah, no heart. See those on called midwife. Oh, okay. All right. See. This is a uh, game of uh, operation. Yeah, Uh, operation. Yeah, it's extreme operation. It's White's physiological mannequin from like 1886. The floor in here is amazing, by the way. I don't know. I'm curious to know. So it's a flip chart that shows, it starts with the skin, you flip back that chart and you see the muscles and you flip that back and you see the veins and you flip that back and you see the bones. Yes. It's incredible. They're like cross sections and the nerves. It's it's really Can you flip a page? I want to see. You can walk over there. You can blow it closely. Oh, okay. Wow. That's fascinating. I love this touch. You got the journal. And a medical bag. 
the black doctor's medical bag. Funeral doctor Rasa. No, he, he did operate on people. In he, here? I don't know if he operated on people in here. In his career, he oh, performed yeah, yeah, surgeries. Yeah. He delivered at least one baby. Wow. He performed or he co-performed one of the first hair lip surgeries. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. And it was successful. And he was a very popular guy. Look at this. Look at this fork. What are you using that fork for? That's a surgical kit, and I hope that's a retractor. That's what oh. I was going to say. Oh, that's a... Oops, I dropped my sponge. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say a retractor. I don't know. The scrapey See? thing. You, you guys are very much smarter <laughs> than Terribly me. Terribly medical. Wow, yeah. this is fascinating. Is this a syringe here? This metal it's syringe? Yeah. Ether yeah. mask. Which, of course, you would like reuse the needles, right? Right. Is ether mask? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so I've had that before. No, uh, the ether gas. How old are you? Uh, I, was, <laughs> I, used to, uh, I used to be in, my dad was in the military. Okay. So, you know, they were still in the Civil War with the medicine. Oh, gosh. For years, yeah. Sorry but I used to have that. the ether gas, uh, like the. And they hold it on your face until they knock you out, and then you throw up when you wake up. Yeah, I've heard yeah, it smells terrible. It smells terrible. terrible and it smells like it. really old rubber. Ew. Yeah. Oh, it's nasty. I can still smell it and taste it in my life. I've only had thirteen operations by those people. <laughs> well, we we need to get a couple yeah. more so we can get the full wow. picture. Oh, it's amazing. But this this is really so bedpans, all that stuff, mm -hmm. catch kit. Autoclave for uh, sterilizing instruments. Oh. Well, at least I need to do that. Yes. I mean, oh. so is they practice 100%? I don't know. Probably not. What are these two contraptions over here in the stethoscope? Not window? stethoscope. Microscope. Oh, microscope. I mean, so they to keep all mm -hmm. your, your money and your, your medical records. The medical profession know. did understand mm -hmm. germ theory, but Victorians, it hadn't perme permeated into the general about germ theory. Well, and there was, you know, like a, a new school and an old school, and the old yes. school thought the new school didn't know what they were talking yes. about. You know that's What's wrong with bleeding people yeah. and putting poultices? And, and a doctor is a gentleman, and a gentleman's hands are always clean. Right, I mean. Obviously. Why would you insult me by asking me to right. wash pans between yeah. patients? Right. How dare you? I do love the floor in here. There's three different patterns from other rooms in the house. Which yeah. You want to try exactly. it out? You should go up there and record the sound of the voice. A little steep staircase. Don't be a You're a Victorian man. It, it sounds kind of like listening like uh, into a shell. Like do you have, a shell children, do you have children that try to do that yeah. all the time? Okay. So I'm, not, adults. I'm not far off it's then. Very cool. I'm a grown-up 12-year-old. I mean, it's really cool, but... You just hear the person from afar. Where are all these? All these fireplaces are not connected like today's world. There are five fireplaces. So there's one in the room above this, and they share a chimney. Okay. But they share a chimney in that this one is further forward, and the one behind it. So they don't share a flue, but they share a chimney stack. I guess I'm okay. trying to say. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. So well, I mean, and we found that out when we had to take it apart. So that's why this wall is. See how do you know this architecture until you just start and playing around? And makes for around. a closet. What is this? A closet. Okay. Oh, makes for a good closet. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, it probably goes all the way back that way. No, uh, because that's the, where your oh, chimney stacks. Oh, no, that's the fireplace. Uh, a little bit. Wow. Interesting. I just find the old architecture to be fascinating. And then when we try to bring in, we have to be careful in bringing in new things, like, like this fangled thing called air conditioning. Or, you know, and do you guys have to try, do you try and keep the, the humidity at a certain level in here, or you just, just let it breathe? We let it breathe. I think if you, well, this is an environment where you're terribly concerned about humidity. Mm -hmm. um, in places I've worked in the Boston area, yeah, you worry about that. Mm -hmm. But um, not so much. Not so much here. The most humid it gets. Yeah. yeah. What's that cone thing right there? We're we're in a room right off of the doctor's office, so. Yeah, this is called the back parlor or the family parlor. It's like a, we would call a family room today, where okay. people a den, a den. Okay. People get together to enjoy in the, the evening. Kids can come in. So that's a phonograph, and so it's got a small horn, like the little nipper dog talking into the horn. But okay. we've got a bigger one that's the volume control. So if you want more louder sound, you put on the bigger one. Okay. Okay. And then the book in front of that, what is that? That's a Bible and okay. it's um, a presentation edition. Wow. So it's got a lot of pictures. There's some um, temperance um, pages that you can sign if you want to take the cold water pledge, things oh, like that. Oh, the cold water pledge that you're not going to drink alcohol? Exactly. You uh -huh. told me they're mostly blank. Right. Yes, they are. Well, it is Phoenix, for God's sake. Yeah. Come on. It's not from one of our families. It's just some family's Bible. Okay. It's not our family's Bible. Okay. But just... I think the people who lived in this house would also not have signed that. Uh -huh. Well, you know. Certainly, Ross, Ross seems like Mr. Higley would not have. Mr. Higley would not Mr. have. Mr. Higley wouldn't have. The Goldbergs were at that Prohibition Eve party. And we know oh. Billy Gamble Billy was Gamble. a bootleg. Yeah. Oh, see? Well, and don't leave his wife Frankie out of it, because she got charged along with him. She did indeed. Wow. Yes. And you're finding all this out by reading the newspapers, huh? That, the part about the, the legal charges, yeah, was in the newspaper. Hmm. Do you ever go it's to the cool. Arizona library or the whatever that's called? Like the Arizona room? At no, no. The, 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 the Ar state archives? Yeah. I've been over there. Called? Yeah. The Arizona the state archives. Research library. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's full of that kind of stuff, I imagine. They do indeed have a lot of good stuff. Wow, wow. Very cool. This is it's amazing. And the books, are they all just books that you found that were similar? They're of the period, maybe? but yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Not that anybody's just saying where it reads. I'd like to. Right, right? I know. And what is this thing? This, it looks like a musical instrument, like a, a blinker. Uh, I've seen it when I was a kid. A uh, zither. A zither? A zither, yeah. Dr. Seuss, huh? It's like a <laughs> cross between like a harp and a guitar yeah, kind okay. of thing. Like, okay, neat. Yeah. You, have you ever seen the movie The Third Man? No. Yes. It's it's a great movie, like we'll post-World post War II Vienna. Mm -hmm. And the oh. whole soundtrack is zither music. I thought so. it was a balalaika. It's a zither. Oh, silly me. Post-World War II Vienna, man. It's I, a I, fantastic film noir. I, I'm recently, I'm, I'm listening, because I, I couldn't probably tolerate it, but I'm listening to Viktor Frankl's uh, Man's Search for Meaning, and he's from Vienna. He was a Jewish in the concentration camps, and it's fascinating. Fascinating yeah, story. I, I hope it's a zither anyway. 
Okay. Yeah. Let's hope it's a Zither. <laughs> I'm sure we'll get lots of yeah. calls. It's not a Zither. Yeah. So many people will call. Herak. Herak. The horn is decoration. for dinner? No? Oh. It's just a decoration. <laughs> oh, you're missing a room. Come this oh. way. Last but not least. Oh. I thought the uh, medical room was where. So oh, here's the exit to the dining room, and it is across from the kitchen. Where, oh, but but oh this God. is where we make phone calls. There's, there's and there's an old-fashioned phone. Okay. Leaving. This is the kitchen. Mm -hmm. So we have a black cast iron stove. With silver stuff. With silver mounts and handles, so it's quite a lovely piece. It is very pretty. It had pretty. been found in a... Hotel in Tombstone and brought up here, cleaned and installed in the Rawson house. Really? Because the stove that they had had is, is long gone. Wow. Um, and then these are the milk? This mm. big copper tub is the Happy Home Steam Laundry. And it's a washing machine. You put it on your stove to boil the water. You put, there's a drum inside, and you put soap and clothes, and then the handle on the right-hand side, you used to crank the drum, agitate the clothes. So 20 minutes. This thing here? Cranking. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. ought to take care of your first load. Right. Part one. Part one. Then you've got sheets and towels and shirts and pants and unders and, and diapers. and this, this here? That is a fire extinguisher. I thought it was a fire extinguisher. Okay. So you're so smart. And then this thing with the, is this a water? A hot water kettle, and I believe this is a um, foot warmer, bed warmer. Oh. oh, bed warmer, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And then this is where you slaughter the calf. <laughs> this is one of the few, we are looking at a zinc-covered baking table. It is one of the few family pieces we have that belonged to the Goldberg family. And this style is advertised as mouse-proof which is very fabulous. And it has these big possum belly drawers in it that you can keep yeah. uh, flour and sugar. No, nope. we can't touch anything. Ask, ask questions. <laughs> I'm in the museum. I ask before I touch. Thank you. Just curious. Yeah, but the zinc stays cool, so you can roll out your pastry. You can put oh. hot pots on it and not burn oh. your tables. It's a very practical. Oh, sorry. I swear sorry. that table is magnetic. Like, it draws people to it. Yes. Sorry. It's okay. Sorry. So, so if I've got a really touchy group up before we get back in the kitchen. Now, you're going to want to touch this, but don't. Maybe this is the sink that I saw. Yeah, this is the one. Yeah, yes. that, it had Our been kitchen sink. Yeah, it had been in the butler's pantry here. And then they figured out um, that it, because all the holes lined up, that this was the original one from here. The butler's pantry. Yes. Now, did, did they have a garden on site here, or did they, I mean, I don't, this is in the middle of the city, so. Um, they had grocery stores. I assume they had, like, vegetable carts and that sort of thing, but I don't know that for sure. I, I think they had, like, fruit trees and things on the property, right? So um, that they wouldn't have needed a garden particularly. I'm right. not sure. But they had orchards. I, I'm just curious. I don't. I don't know. You know. I've seen some pictures from the Adams Hotel of the way things looked in this area, and mm -hmm. in, in I mean, it's fascinating. But you never yeah. know. Right. People do odd things, right? Well, <laughs> yeah, they could have grown grown things here, but by 1895, and in Phoenix, like this was this was a city. Like right. this had an electric streetcar. Like. 
that elevated it. Yeah. yeah, so um they did have you know butchers and restaurants Bakers and confectionaries and, yeah. <laughs> and a popcorn emporium. Indeed, thank you. We learned <laughs> we learned that where the Phoenix Orchestra or the Phoenix Symphony Hall is used to be a, an ice house. Oh, was right. it this far north? Yeah. Yeah, because there yeah. were a couple of um, ice houses. Yeah, the, the Loud Brothers oh, the ice house. It's right, wasn't, and wasn't the Fry Building here. had an ice skating rink inside of it. Really? Yeah, and listen to the podcast that we do with Mike Bell. From, okay. He's, uh, he, he's a volunteer over at the Arizona Research Library. Okay. And he's done a whole blog post, a whole bunch of things about uh, the Fry House. That's it's a great awesome. story. Fascinating tales of deceit, trickery, murder, and mayhem. Good <laughs> stuff. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's a good plug. <laughs> so excellent. we're running low on battery here and okay. we've got a lot of time so how how do we people can, can provide donations obviously what kind of what do you guys yeah you guys have 501c so when wants to come visit you what, what are they what are they going to know well we offer tours um, Wednesday through Sunday um, Wednesday through Saturday first tour is at 10 last tour is at 4 Sundays we start at 12 and end at 4 tours on the hour um, you know all ages are welcome um, and in the summer, it's pretty quiet. So please, and it's air conditioned. Please come see us. It's air conditioned. So you'll come to the visitor center to purchase your tickets mm -hmm. and the rest of Heritage Square. You can tour on your own with no fee. Yeah. We have the bungalow, which is our museum store. And we have the Stevens Hostion house where we have an exhibit, changing exhibit mm -hmm. space. Yeah. We also have special events. And so you can check our website. Um, heritagesquarephx.org to find out more about the special things we're doing, special tours we have, including Gin and Jazz, our preservation themed party on New Year's Eve. Yeah. People Don't dress. Care. It's a big blowout and a fabulously fun yeah. party. Very good. Great band. Wow. Yeah. And we're, you're located right across the courtyard from Pizza Bianco. Right? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so and Nobula Teeter House and now Halo is in one of our buildings as well. So some beautiful yeah. high-end restaurants. And since this is how everyone else knows it, it's the old Victorian house by the Science Center. Um, so in case you couldn't tell, I know no one lives here, and yes, it is open for tours. And no, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's not the Adams family, and no, it's not haunted. Correct. <laughs> but if you don't believe us, come see for yourself. Yeah, I, I, I would highly recommend it just because of the architecture and the differences it's a really lovely jewel of historic phoenix yeah, mm -hmm. and we don't have so many of those um, so it's a it's nice to have this one fantastic well thank you so much ladies we appreciate the time thank you so much for coming down Are you tired of being stuck doing your own payroll and bookkeeping? Do you want more free time? Call Mary and her team at MLR Pro Tax and Accounting, 623-505-7141. They can help. MLR Pro Tax and Accounting provides year-round payroll and bookkeeping services to make tax time a breeze. Call Mary today so you can get out and explore more, 623-505-7141.
Thank you for joining us here at the Not So Native Podcast. Be sure to check us out on our website, notsonativepodcast.com, and leave a comment or two. Also, follow us on social media to get the latest update on our adventures. Until next time. Until next time.